Hello, I am Bob Mooney. I am a Bible teacher in the local body of Christ, and I have been an interim pastor of a home church for a number of years. I hope you find these Bible lessons a blessing and of practical value. This is our third lesson in studying Psalm 139. And in the first two lessons, we saw what it was to be seen by God. And in the second lesson, we saw what it was to be to be pursued by God. And we saw that David made it very clear that there was no escaping God's presence, even if he wanted to. David had a lot of enemies in his life at one time or another. He created most of these by his own actions, while some he had obtained because of his devotion to God. Either way, David often lived a life on the run. And I asked the question, how about us? Do we live a life on the run? Are there areas in our lives where we try to run and hide from him? We can't. There is no place from the heavens to the depths that we can hide from him. And that is a comforting thought to me. Well, today we're going to look at the third strophe, verses 13 through 18. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. Well, let's take these one verse at a time, starting with verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Inmost being, literally in Hebrew, means the reins, the seat of conscience. It's that place that God places in our heart. He finds that and places that conscience in us that acts as reins as a horse to try to steer and guide us. You knit me together literally means like a cloth on a loom. Piece by piece, little bit by little bit, detail by detail, God forms us. In verse 14, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Now in studying this section, many commentaries point out how awesome the human body is and believe that David is referencing that here. And I have no doubt that that's part of it. It's how wonderful all the systems of our body work together, the circulatory system, the muscular system, the nervous system, respiratory, and the list goes on. But I like to look at it a little bit differently, from a little bit different facet. In the previous verses, David is referring to how intimate his relationship with God is. And I believe that's what he's doing here as well. Not only is the human body wonderfully made in general, but intimately 
David is as well, and so are you and I. In the world today, there are many politicians and world leaders, business leaders, and sports icons who think they are wonderfully made. They seem not to lack any self-confidence. They put a high price on the value of their opinions. We see that often, especially today in the political realm with the Hollywood crowd. But those of us who struggle with self-esteem issues, this verse can and should be an uplifting principle. God created each and every one of us to be who we are, providing we let him. He lays out a path that we need to follow. At this time, I would like to take a moment and read 2 Corinthians 4-7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. I enjoy watching the TV show Pawn Stars, and in watching it, I am amazed at some of the value some folks put on the, the items they're trying to sell. For one reason or another, their asking price is often inflated. The simple fact is, items are only worth what someone is willing to pay. One underlying principle here in this section of Psalm 139 is what gives us our value is that God created us. And it was by His all-surpassing power and not our own. The price He paid for us was the death and sacrifice of His Son, Jesus Christ, whom He sent to set us free from sin and death. Since God paid this ultimate price for us, that is what gives us our value. We are precious in His sight. All we need to do is accept this and accept His Son into our hearts and receive His salvation so freely offered. Well, let's continue on with verse 15. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Frame here literally means bones. The secret place is a Hebrew metaphor for the womb. And woven together literally means embroidered. So what David is saying here that his bones were not hidden from God when he was made in the womb in that secret place. When he was embroidered, if you will, every little detail was put together in the depths of the earth by God. Verse 16 Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Jeremiah echoes this thought in Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. These two verses are a very strong biblical statement concerning the sanctity and dignity of the unborn child. God knows us before the womb as well as all the days of our lives. We are fashioned by Him. The preacher's commentary puts it this way, God is sovereign. He not only sees the end from the beginning, He molds it. Our own freedom and the workings of the devil are always secondary to the reign of God over our lives. God is not caught by surprise, and His will will be done. David ends this trophy in, in a sense 
in verses 17 and 18 by looking back over previous verses and commenting. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. Imagine how many prayers go up from mankind every day and how many come down from heaven in response. Truly, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. Here in these verses, David pours out his heart to God. In a very intimate way, he gives praise to the God who not only made him, but made him wonderfully. He acknowledges that God took the time and effort to create something marvelous. God created each and every one of us, first in his thoughts, for he saw our unformed body. He creates us so he can pour himself into us. It is easy for us to get focused on the wrong things in life. I get focused on circumstances. Sometimes it's easy to do. We focus on our physical health, work, relationships, and the list goes on. Not that we shouldn't see and deal with these things, for we do live in a practical world. But too often we look at circumstances and not enough on the one who controls them. As I have said before, focusing on God and not the circumstances is simply a learned behavior. We have to learn to do it. And why wouldn't we? He is the great creator who knows us and every ache, pain, character flaw, fruit and gift, or every thought we ever had or ever will have. He sees the much larger picture of our life. He knows every hurt we ever experienced and what or who caused it. He knows every hurt we caused. And perhaps more importantly, he knows how to lead, how to shepherd, and how to guide us to sanctification, healing, and victory through the shed blood of his son. David's focus here is not David or his problems, although he had many. The focus here is on God. The focus is on him and not what is his. His focus is on having a relationship with God, and his focus is not on the blessings that God can give him. The humbling principle here is what makes us wonderfully made is God and not us. He created us to be his and to do his work and not our own. That way, he gets the glory and honor for it and not us. We need to be careful in thinking that we are marvelous because anything we've done, all we are is because all he is. In times of insecurity, anxiety, and just plain feeling sorry for myself, I often turn to this psalm. I let God's word through David bring all things into perspective. God is in full control. He created me. He knows me. And he does what's best for me. All I have to do is yield to his shepherding hand. It is simple, but not easy. I hope you have been blessed by this message. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at rmooney at carolina.rr.com. And thank you for listening.